0: The Lord be with you. And
1: with your
0: spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, Lord. Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap, they gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying at a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, But I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? So do not worry and say, what are we to eat, or what are we to drink, or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Wednesday, just a few days away, we come to the end of uh, the Lenten homily series, uh, the pre-Lent. And so we've reflected in recent weeks on the aspect of fasting. We've reflected on prayer. And today we come to that uh, invitation the Lord God gives to us of almsgiving. To continue to correct our hearts, to show generosity, but even more so to instill within us trust in our God. At the College Seminary, things were pretty easy as far as a life of discernment and prayer. Relatively speaking, it wasn't too stressful because priesthood was still somewhere else. It was still far off in the distance. It was a good, at least, four years away at best, or at at most. Um, And so there was not a lot of pressure in a sense. But when I moved to the Theology Seminary in New Orleans, there was a whole different ball game. You walk out the door and the guy next to you is already wearing a Roman collar and you refer to him as deacon. Uh, and so it's a, a different reality as it puts a whole lot more stress on the actual discernment of one's possible vocation to the priesthood. And so necessarily in that, there was a whole lot more focus on the life of prayer and trying to trust in the Lord that he would in fact give me everything that I needed. And one of the things that helped me more times than I can even count was the statue of Our Lady over the entryway of the seminary itself. As you came in the front door through the parking lot, there was a statue of Our Lady, and at her feet, a simple phrase, two words in Latin, Deus providebit, God will provide. And over and over as I walked into the seminary so many times to look up and read those words, It was a consolation to me God will provide. It was a reminder that my God loves me and that if I actually believe the things that are said about him, I ought to trust that he will provide for my needs and not to be consumed with worrying about so many things, but rather simply to trust and to do my best each day to follow after him. Deus provideit, God will provide. It's that sense that the Lord invites us to give alms. Really, ultimately, to trust in him. That he will provide for us. Almsgiving, it comes in a whole variety of ways. But ultimately, it's a recognition that it's something given to us. And we're called to give to others. In our seminary course, we also had a, a course on the spiritual life. And there was one reality that they, that they described, the way of God's grace that comes to us, that has continued to resonate within my heart. And it's something that, that comes up in very practical ways through the course of our days. And it was grace was described in two separate ways. The Latin, the Latin phrasing for one, gratia gratum faciens, which is grace that makes one graced. Uh, so it's grace that does something in the individual. And then gratia gratis data, grace which is to be freely given. And so it was this recognition that, that God's grace comes to us, and it has one of two purposes. Either it changes me, or it's given to me to help change someone else. On a practical level, it comes out as things such as, in the midst of my day when I'm struggling with being impatient over something, or I want something to happen faster, or if I'm struck in traffic or frustrated with any number of things, I can pray one of those little arrow prayers, as they say it, those prayers that pierce the heavens and, and go to the heart of God, and I can just simply say, Lord... Help me. And in that moment, God can hear my prayer and grant me the grace to be patient in the particular moment. And if I'm open to receiving the grace, it can change my heart. And in that particular place, I can become more patient. Grace that makes me graced. Something that changes my heart. But as we know, there are a number of gifts that are given to us not for me. But for others, before my ordination to the diaconate, I spent a number of a number of days praying various novenas to different saints, and I was praying for certain spiritual gifts that I knew that I would need if I was to be able to perform uh, my ministry as a deacon and as a priest in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I I noticed a lot of deficiencies in myself, and one of those was in public speaking and preaching. And so, I prayed for the grace to preach. I don't know if you believe that I had the gift of preaching or not, but I think I do. Simply on the count of the fact that when I was leading community prayer uh, and 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 just our our normal community prayer, and I I knew every single guy in the community. We lived all in the same house. There was no, it wasn't there were new faces or anything else. And all I had to do was simply read out of a book, and my hands would be shaking the whole time because I was so nervous. At my first mass, I forgot the words of the sign of the cross, because my human nature was so freaked out about being in front of people, and so I knew that if I was to do anything other than be a, a, a mumbling fool in the pulpit, that I would need God's grace. And so I prayed, and I believe it was received. But it's not for me. I don't stand up here and preach for myself. I preach to myself quite often but I don't preach for myself. Rather, I preach that others might be able to hear, that the gospel might be able to be spread and have some actual transforming power in the midst of our world. And so it's a grace that comes and is given to me in a particular way, simply and only to be given away that others might be able to receive freely of the gift of God. And that's almsgiving. It's the ways in which God gives to us some special gift. He makes us stewards, As our second reading refers today, he invites us to be generous stewards of his gifts. Every single one of us has received a whole variety of gifts from the Lord our God. They come in different ways. The majority of them, they they kind of break out into the the three general categories of generosity with our time, generosity with our treasure, our finances, our, 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 our worldly means, and generosity with Our talents the things that we're good at, essentially. And so God invites us to make use of these things to whatever extent we're able, to be able to continue to build up the body of Christ because they're given to us for others, not for ourselves. Again, certainly that doesn't mean that we, every penny that we take in, we have to give away and we just have to trust that someone else will pay our light bill and someone else will pay our house note and someone else will pay the car note and insurance. Obviously, that's not the way it works. But it's not to make the things of this world our God. That's what the Lord speaks of in the gospel. You can't serve God and mammon. Mammon being possessions, things. Rather, we have to trust. We have to trust to provide the, the, the providence of God for us. That our God loves us and he knows what we need and he will grant it to us. And so he invites us with the gifts that he bestows to be generous. It's easy for us to say no when asked to be generous with our time. Most of us are pretty busy these days, whether it's with things at work, things at home, whether it's things we're already we're doing with the church, whether it's kids or grandkids or other family obligations that take us here, there, and everywhere, and it seems like we don't have a minute to stop. And then Father asks us to stay a few minutes after Mass, which I'm going to ask you all today at the end of Mass to stay a few minutes after Mass. And it's easy for us to go, I've got so many things, and not to give our time. Or to know that we have other opportunities to, to grow in our faith or opportunities that we can use to serve someone else, not just in the church, but in our larger community. And sometimes we can become stingy with our time. We try to hoard it all to ourselves, not to be able to, to give it up. We try to store it up for ourselves. The gift of our time. Our Lord bestows upon us also many treasures, the things of the world. He gives us many gifts, and they can be used for incredibly good things. But sometimes we place our security in the things of the world. I think that if my checking account is big enough, I don't have to worry about anything, because I can take care of myself. And as soon as I think I can take care of myself, the Lord usually quickly and boldly reminds me, such is not the case. Remember the man in the gospel, who having a, 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 an abundant harvest, he looks out and he goes, my barn's not big enough to hold all this, so I'm going to tear down my barn and build an even bigger one. <laughs> it doesn't work out for him, because he tries to hoard it for himself, to take for himself, which was not rightly his. Rather, the Lord bestowed it upon him to bestow it in generosity to others. So also our talents, the things that we're good at, a lot of times when we think, well, we can't do anything, we can't do anything for the church because, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I can't read in front of people, I can't, you know, I can't do whatever, whatever it is we think that we're supposed to be doing uh, to be good Christians, but every single one of us has gifts that can build up the Christian community. If there's something you're good at, I can almost guarantee you there's a way the church can utilize that for the good of the community, for your upbuilding certainly, but also for the upbuilding of others. And so to be willing to put ourselves at the service of God in the church, yes, but also in our community. Well, sometimes we can shrink back and say, you know what, someone else is better than that, is better than me in that particular aspect, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. But we can tie them up together. We can tie our talents with our time and go, you know what, I, I really could do that, but I just don't have the time these days. And then we shrink back. And again, it's not to, to be able to give Holy, even to the detriment of ourselves, but rather to give generously when we're able to because it teaches us to trust. Again, the temptation oftentimes is to control things for ourselves. And we get it on us from our first parents. Adam and Eve, when Eve looked upon the fruit in the garden, she noticed those three things about it. And one of them was that it was pleasing to the eyes it was good and she wanted it for herself and rather than trust that the Lord God would give her what was good and holy, she took it and she tried to keep it for herself. A similar temptation is what the Lord experienced when he was tempted after his 40 days fasting in the desert of how the devil came to him and he took him up the mountain, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and he says, all these things I can give to you, I can give you the souls that you come to die for, Jesus. All you have to do is bow down before me. And Jesus has the opportunity to take every soul for himself, right on the spot. And the emphasis is to take it. To be able to take, rather than to receive. And by being being obedient to the Father, he reigns now glorious as the King of all the heavens and the earth. And all those souls that could rightly have been taken, have now been given. And even more. And the Lord God provides for us in the same. To the extent that we desire to take something, we will fall short. the desire that we are generous in our giving and allow the Lord to provide for us, we will always be surprised, because our Lord has never outdone in generosity. If we give one, the Lord gives a hundredfold," he says, in this world and in the next. And what a gift to know of the love of our God. And so when those fears come into our heart in the course of our days, in whatever way the Lord's inviting us in generosity, in so many ways, we can do exactly as is said in the gospel. We worry. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about our food. We worry about our drink, about our clothes. What about this? What about that? What if? What if? What if? And we worry ourselves. And there's so much concern. And at the root of it all, It's because I'm trying to provide for me, rather than to let the Lord provide. And so when those moments of fear and reservation and concern come into our hearts, we don't only listen to the words of the Lord spoken to us through the prophet Isaiah today. The Lord God says, can a mother forget her infant, be without tenderness for the child of her womb, As crazy as that would seem to us, as as if a a mother can simply bear a child and forget that it ever happened. She who bore a child in her womb for nine full months and gave birth and was filled with joy. As crazy as that seems, the Lord God continues, Even should she forget, I will never forget you. I will never forget you. The Lord God knows your needs. He knows your longings. He knows everything. Simply an invitation for us to come and to trust. Deus Providat, God will provide.